Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Trevor Strickland. Uh, Trevor, let's, uh, let's talk about, start off by giving everybody a, a bit of an introduction to yourself. Yeah. Hi. Thanks uh, for having me on the show, Glenn. Uh, really no excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Trevor Strickland uh, from a small town, uh, Lombardy, Ontario. Uh, wife named Julie, two small girls, uh, Callie and Harper. Um, graduated with a computer degree when I was 18. Um, always grew up fascinated with money. Always had several jobs on the side when I was younger. Um, got in the high tech field in auto for HP um, right at 18, actually. So moved up into training and mentoring. Um, that's actually where I first got into my first rental unit. I was supposed to be a friend and a co-worker there, but uh, I went horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a the- similar story for my first one, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to catch up on that sometime. So, uh, But anyway, so then the high-tech slump hit, um, so we had no jobs and um, basically uh, started building houses with my best friend, um, moved up to site farming and uh, running jobs down the road. But I always wanted bigger and better, so I had big dreams, big goals, and great vision for the future. Um, plus, I hated being outside in the middle of winter, freezing my butt off. I absolutely hated that part. Um, so I gave notice and uh, decided to pursue a computer business. Um, so during that, I did some renovations and a fix and flip and stuff. So it kind of got me into more real estate. Yeah. But then I decided to uh, take my computer business, TS Computing, full time. And uh, that's when I got back into real estate. So I bought a condo, did it on my own because I didn't want to go through all the headaches of the, what I did before. Um, yeah. But learned to manage it myself and a lot of hands on, a lot of experience. It was great. So I grew. Um, then my wife and I, we started investing more. We got more duplexes and each time getting more experiences, better tenants, stuff like that. Um, and then uh, we uh, bought a windsock business, Weldmec Engineering. So we've been running that for about four years. We ship windsocks all over the world to airports, uh, private to airports, military, hospitals. Um, so, yeah, we've always been kind of... I'm going to have to stop you there just because I'm... Sure. I'm <laughs> windsocks, like, you know, the, the things where the air catches them and they have like the tube, basically. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Everybody says a windsock. What are you talking about? Yeah, the tube that you see on the airport that nobody really looks at. Just those bright orange things with white. Yeah, yeah we make okay. those. And pretty okay. much they're in all the airports in all of North America. So they're probably ours. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Never even... It's not even thought of that as a business. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so we did that. And then uh, my brother-in-law and my partner now, um, Brian, yep. uh, we decided to team up because um, we were ready to scale like a real estate business. Um, he also owns a campground, a trail park, an HVAC business, and he used to own a carpentry business. So we figured with our skills, our mindset, our knowledge and our drive, uh, we work well together that we should partner up. So we co-founded CS Investments. Um basically for a real estate company. And then we've also created a full structure and a bunch of entities in the US. And we got our first Airbnb in Florida. Um, then we've done some underperforming properties, um, brought a, a one up to a nine unit, and we even have commercial docks that are rented out full time on the Rideau River, um, one of our nicest properties. Um, did some fix and flips. We've done some value adds and full out refis. And uh, lately we've been investing a lot in ourselves, um, education, um, coaching and mindset um it's basically going to help us take our business to new levels and uh, yeah we've done a bottle laundromat and a commercial building in belleville and uh we're building that business up so we've got lots on the go and uh 
Yeah, that's just a brief summary. I could talk for talk for hours, but <laughs> yeah, there, there's uh, there's so much there. Like even <laughs> like you know, there we get on the conversation of like um, Airbnbs in Florida, like the the laundry. Well, that was really the, the I saw when we were talking. Uh, I put a post out on Facebook said, yes. hey, what other businesses are are people or what people doing besides real estate, right?" And yes, it's the laundry business, and I was just like. Whoa. And now I hear commercial docs too. I want to talk on, talk about that too. Cause I think that's so interesting. So I think, and we go down the path and we, yeah. uh, cause there's so much we could talk about. We might have to have <laughs> you come back like a couple of times, yeah, but um, just um, like maybe businesses that complement your real estate business, like, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, yeah. Cause it, it makes a lot of sense. So let's maybe start down the, the laundry business. Cause it's a little, it's a little interesting. Is it like, um, cause personally, whenever I saw that post, I was like, isn't more and more people getting laundry in their buildings but i the more i asked other people about it it is a, like it is a growing business and i was like really and it, but i'm educate me help, help me out yeah, absolutely so <laughs> this goes back to like brian and i my partner talking we always thought of like what could we invest in that's passive so we thought like we've looked into car washes storage laundromats so we started looking around the kingston area where we're from for laundromats um, but it's a tough business because there's not really any financials on it because most of the time it's a cash business. Um, so most of the time people are taking the cash and just pocketing and doing whatever. Um, the other thing is if you go there to say like do a coin count two or three times with them to see how busy the laundromat is, it takes two seconds and just fill the, the coin boxes up with money. So you, it's a really tricky business. So we looked at around a few. Uh, we didn't like it for one. The buildings were leased. We wanted to own the building. Yeah. Um, so anyways, long story short, we found uh, this ad on Kijiji. Um, it said that it was the owner owned the building, the laundromat. So we set up an appointment. We thought we were reaching out to the realtor. But when we got there, we were with the owner. So we had a great chat, okay. met the guy. He was well, really well known in Belleville, had a lot of multifamily buildings, had a funeral home. So we got to know him on a personal level. He got to know us, everything, all we've done, experience. Um, so we trusted his financial and he was very by the book. So he didn't even take a penny cash from the business. It was all recorded. It was awesome. awesome. Um, so yeah. So that's how we got into it. We had a great discussion with him. He liked it. We asked for TB. He took it. Um, so yeah, we went, went uh, got he on the ground. He took a VTB up. on it, like a, you know, seller financing. He did. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. So <laughs> I think we just made a good good connection with him. He liked us. Um, we both had good personalities and he saw our drive to everything we were doing and everything we want to do. So um, we went back a few times. We told him our plan, what we had for what we want to do the laundromat. Because um, it was older, it was dated. Um, he had it, I think, 25 years and he was oh. getting close to retired. So he was um, 80. I think he was 80. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we wanted to renovate it, bring it up to standards. Like, there's no internet, there's no TVs, there's nothing. It was just plain Jane. Like, he did well, though. Like, he had a great customer base. He had loyal employees. Um, so, yeah, when we took it over, uh, basically, we got in there right away. We fully renovated it. So, we just made it up to date with floors and paint. Uh, we brought in TVs, uh, guest Wi-Fi for everybody. Um, we also brought in a vending machine on site. So there's chips and chocolate bars. There's soap products, the candy, which is a huge hit. Like uh, everybody loves that because they're waiting there, right? They have nothing else. To do. Around, yeah. So they're watching TV. They're grabbing some candy. They're eating away and on their phones on the internet. And uh, yeah, we kind of re uh, redid the wash and fold area with like a nice little counter and a roll down door. 
um, just to make it more professional, people uh, coming in so they're not in both units, right? Because um, we have a little doorway where it goes into the wash and fold for staff. Yeah, yeah. So all our, all the staff stayed on. Um, they were nervous at first because they were there so long, um, but they love it. Uh, we implemented like a new computer system. Everything was done by hand before. Um, so we brought that to a new level. Um, it makes it easier for them because they used to have pieces of paper everywhere. I mean, writing down wash and fold here, customer's name, uh, their address. Uh, now it's just in a system. It's simple, one click, no paperwork. Um, and then, yeah, so we kind of uh, just tried to build up the business. Like we spent a lot of times listening to podcasts, uh, reading about laundromats, what works, what doesn't work. And so we kind of took that. We didn't really have any experience, but we just took what we self-learned, self-taught. Yeah. And yeah, tried to take the business to a new level. And then we also, last March, we added in pickup and delivery to our laundromats. Because not a lot of people are doing that around here in Canada. It's huge no. in, in the States. Um, but yeah, so we thought we were in a niche market here in Belleville and, uh, yeah, we started that. Now we got a lot of, so you're saying like people are trying to get out of that. Well, now we're getting golf courses, we're getting Airbnbs, we're getting, um, yeah, it's a different, it's the, it's just a thing I didn't wrap my head around. Yeah. Like we've got conference center that reached out. So they have like weddings and stuff like that. So now they want to do all their linens or tablecloths. So, I mean, we're getting that clientele with this pickup and delivery. Cause literally we go there with our van. Uh, grab their laundry, pick it up, come back, wash it, drop it off. So they're completely hands off. They don't have to drive it anywhere. They don't have to wash it. And I think that's the niche that we're going for right now is like Airbnbs, golf courses, uh, conference centers. And yeah, so we find like it's it was slow to start because like nobody really did pick up and delivery around here. So now it's all new. Uh, but yeah, it's growing pretty good now. Our summer is definitely the busiest with like trailer parks and uh, Airbnbs. So. That's awesome. So you like, first when you said you had staff, I was like, I'm, whenever I picture like laundromats, I picture all these coin machines and you yeah. know, people just come in and do their own thing and leave. So, yeah. you know, just, uh, just from you talking, I figured out like they're doing pickup and delivery and they're doing some, you know, folding and stuff. What, what are these, what else do the staff people do? Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Yeah, so they're there to, so they're basically, so there's also people that come there for wash and fold. They don't actually wash their own um, laundry. So drop somebody, off, yeah. yeah, somebody will drop it off. Uh, people drop off or a depot for dry cleaning as well. So we'll take those orders, but they're also cleaning. Um, they're helping customers out. Um, so they're busy. We actually have four full-time staff. Uh, well, they're sorry, they're not full-time, but we have four staff. One works full-time. Um, but yeah, no, they're busy. Um, they're, like January's, little slower because it is winter it's after christmas but going forward now we get into our busy time um but yeah they're there uh so seven till nine seven days a week the only day we're closed is christmas day uh so they basically look after everything for us they answer the phones they send out emails like if like i said a golf course or something says we have this much laundry uh when can you do it uh, how fast can you do it how much does it cost um so it's nice they and yeah if there's a spill like 
there's so much lint and <laughs> other things from customers that are just on the floor. So they're constantly out there cleaning it. We like a clean mat. Uh, we've looked at a lot of reviews of other laundromats and that's one of the biggest complaints is a dirty laundromat or machines that are broken. So that's kind of what we focus on is to keep our machine, our, like our laundry facilities clean and um, the machines aren't broken. Um, and we also implemented uh, touchless pay too. So now you can go from your phone and you just kind of sign onto an app. You pick a machine and a washer and boom, it goes to the machines, pay for it. You don't even need cash anymore. It's nice. Or change. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so we've been a little bit harder to launder, launder your money. <laughs> it is. And, and <laughs> it is. And the problem with that, it, uh, you pay fees, but I mean, we're trying to grow yeah, it. You're for, doing it legit. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we want to show good numbers. Like, um, we put a lot of money into the business. So, I mean, it's going to start paying off, but we want to show money because yeah, we want to grow everything, right? We don't want to launder money. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not what we're about. So, <laughs> Yeah. So showing you, you talk about showing your books and, you know, again, getting your books accurate and everything is the plan to move out of the vendor, take back into a mortgage at some point, or yes. is it just going to run it out or how long, I don't know what your terms were, how long you have it for. He gave us 25 year amortized. So, I mean, as is with the interest rates today on loans, like we're going to keep it as long as we can. He's not worried about, it. he's got a son too. Um, so he said, even if something like if not, to sound bad like if he passed away or something his son's willing to take it over so we got really good terms he's we still reach out to him once in a while like uh yeah he's a good guy to ask guidance for like i said he had several multifamily businesses in belleville um and he had a snowplow business he had a funeral business so he's a really good guy um good mentor so it, it, yeah it was a really good connection to meet him and yeah. uh, um, so I, I've heard about people when they do like a, a business inside of a building that they kind of separate the two or do you put it together? Because I've heard both ways. Like, for instance, some people will do um, their business, like have the business rent from the, the the building and then the so that there will be two companies and then they file taxes separately and then it'll actually show a long term loan. And that mostly or long term tenant. But that's mostly if you want to do a loan. So you may not need to do that if you're trying to if you're sticking with the VTB. I was just curious how you how you structure that. Yeah, so we just put the property and the business in a corporation. Yeah. Um, we kept it together. Um, it was just easier with the VTB. Um, and like you said, we didn't plan. We don't plan on going for a loan. Maybe in ten years to refi it or buy them out or something if we can get some. Uh, um, appreciation out of the building. Um, that is our plan. But right now, yeah, we don't need to. Um, we just did it all in one. And what really caught our eye to this laundromat, again, was the owner and the financials, but it was also a corner lot on Highway 2. Um, there's a backyard too. So even if something happened with laundry, say, down 10 years down the road, we could probably flatten and build like a multifamily building there. So we had like a long-term goal, not saying that we're going to do that, but if something ever happened, like you said, if there's laundry in every apartment building going forward, we have an option. So it doesn't sound like that's an issue though. Like, because you, you've, you've pivoted so that you can get the the commercial business and the Airbnb business. And that, you know, there's a lot of, it, it's one thing I just didn't even think of, right? Like that, that it does, it, it is a growing in, it's shrinking in one space demographic and growing in a different one right so that you're yeah. attracting different people but it's you know you just i just didn't think wide enough with my the, my mind on it <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, i don't think we really knew either like until you do it you can listen to a hundred different podcasts and like until you do it you don't experience it so now that we're in it we can see the potential and i think if we keep growing our pickup and delivery i think that's where it's going to be at for us um i think that's where we can uh, really grow last summer we had 
so much customers coming in and so much pickup and delivery. All our washers were full and all our dryers were full. We couldn't put any more machines together. So some people would come in, they'd have to wait half an hour for a washer or dryer. It was awesome. So <laughs> is there a room to add more, like to 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 keep them going? There is. Um, so there's different sizes of laundry. So we have like 20 pounders, 30 pounders, but our biggest are 40 pounders. They're the biggest hits, but they're very expensive. Um, so as older machines are, we only have four older machines now. Um, they're getting end of life. So we're probably going to put even bigger, like 60 pound machines in. Um, okay. Bigger the better it seems. And then, yeah, so sometimes somebody will come in, they have to spread their laundry between like two or three different machines because it won't fit in one of the 20 pounders if all the 40s are taken. So if we had a 60, they could just throw it all in one machine. So that saved two other machines. So that's our plan down the road as we phase them out. Um, right now, we're, it's, it's not like that all the time. But I mean, there is sometimes in the summer we get like that. But I mean, that's a good problem to have. If we're always full, yeah. then absolutely we'll be adding more. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I love it. Um, before we switch to commercial docs, because that was interesting to me too. Uh, anything else I should have asked you about like uh, laundry or running this that you hadn't, anything like, you know, that would help if anyone was interested in this or. Yeah, they can definitely reach out. Um, I'll give you my contact at the end, but definitely. Yeah, we'll the contact at the end. Is yeah. there anything else like that I should have asked you about like laundry, anything that more interesting? Uh, it may, I may not have asked the right questions because I honestly have never done a laundry business. Yeah. So the other thing we implemented too is key fob access, which we don't think anybody's doing. So after the staff go home at nine o'clock, um, so certain customers, we get them to fill out a form with different rules, regulations. We take a picture of their ID. Um, so we give them a key fob. So at nine o'clock, say the customer, the staff goes home, they can come anywhere between nine at night to seven in the morning till they unlock the doors. Um, so the whole wash and fold is closed down. That's why we had the uh, roll, roll down door. Yep. So they can go in, we have cameras in there so they can do their laundry. Nobody's around. And if there's an emergency, they can call us like there's a water leak, but they can go in, do their laundry, come out, shut the door, it's locked. Nobody can get in without a key fob. So they can do it 24 seven. And yeah, it's, it's it, we've had a lot of sign up and seems to be uh, pretty popular. So, yeah. And if they damage the place, you have their ID, you have video of them and yep. the key fob will tell you who came in. <laughs> exactly. And we have an alarm system in the other area. So if they try and break in the wash and fold or anything, the alarm will go off right away. The police will come. So, yeah, we have 100 percent camera. Like, like yeah. So that that's kind of neat. Uh, we didn't know how that would work, but lots of people are signing up, like people that work shift work or military, um, police officers. So, yeah. So it's just we're trying to grab from every avenue that we can. We'd yeah. rather be 24-7. And we even thought, like, if we do get too busy, uh, the staff at night, we can maybe hire a night staff and do all the wash and fold and the pickup laundry during the night hours when it's not so busy. So we do have a few ideas when we get busy. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we get to that point someday. <laughs> My last question before we switch to the commercial docs. So do you have like just the, um, you have your um, uh, employees like doing pickup and delivery. Do you, yeah. you just get them, at least probably at this point, you just pay them kilometers and they use their own vehicles? Uh, no. So we actually bought an older, like a Nissan NV200 van. Yep. Um, we fully wrapped it with our logo. It's pretty nice, actually. Um, awesome. So we it right on the corner of the highway. So everybody driving by can see it. Um, so no, we just pay your regular hours. She uses our van, our credit card. Um, and it's easier that way. Like the van's really good on gas. So that's awesome. I, for us, I think it's a small price to pay to get our name out there and get everybody to our laundromat. 
Um, and if you sign up with our pickup and delivery, we also give you a free bag. There's like a small size and a big size, and it has all easy laundry on it with our phone number. So we're getting free advertising that way as well. And customers like it. They get a free bag. So. I, no, I totally agree. Not to, I, whenever I was in uh, finished college, I used to have a screen printing shop. Um, okay. So we like did silk screening and direct garment printing and all that stuff. And uh, so I, I did have a, a business life before this real estate oh, thing as well. Um, okay. But when uh, the same thing, whenever we, uh, we had all the bags printed and I still have boxes of them in my garage, um, whenever uh, you ship shirts or other stuff or drop them off for like a sports team, you give them the bag and, you know, you, you go to the grocery store and you see your bags here and there. And it's just yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The funny uh, thing about that too, when we're in the laundromat, so we go once in a while, just check up on it or fix machines, but you'll see like a, a bag from another laundromat. So you go talk to them like, oh, I see you use that other laundromat. Yeah, but yours is way nicer. It's cleaner. I'm like, oh, here's a free bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take that over the other bed and laundromat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> cool. So um, we'll switch gears a little bit now. Commercial dock. So how does that work? Do you have the building that like is beside the dock or do you just buy the dock space? Tell me about docks. I, I'm, I'm like, I just did a recorded a podcast just a couple of days ago about, uh, you know, houseboats. And I'm like, this is as Airbnb, as Airbnbs. And I'm like, this boat thing is uh, very interesting. Yeah, so actually one of the, the nine unit building that we have right now, when we bought it, it was vacant. Um, we got a smoking price on it. Again, we got uh, the owner we got a vendor take back on his uh, as well um so we ended up fixing it up and um yeah so we turned it to basically nine units there so we just kind of renovated those um got all the nine units they're all renovated but across the road yes yeah, so there's a highway in the middle and across the road um there was another parcel that was tied to this property and it was all on the Rideau river um right in a small town called Rideau ferry it was awesome so we bought that with the property um, so we got all the permits from Park Canada. We reached out to them to see what we could do. And yeah, we could do a pile of 40-foot docks with dock space there. So we got all the permits approved. So we thought, like, why not? Like, let's rent this out to for boats and everything. And we had the idea of um, renting out boats ourselves, but uh, we're just so busy with everything else going on. We figured, well, let's just rent the slips out. So yeah, last year was full. This is our second year doing it. And we've had people reaching out. And we just have no more room for them. So you just like rent it. So they come and get it a seasonal spot for the. the yes, thing. exactly. Exactly. So, and I mean, you could walk over there, you can swim there as well. I mean, if our tenants want to go over there. Um, so it's kind of a win-win for everybody. And now we just add huge value to the property. Oh yeah. And so did you have to actually install the docks or were they docks that were there? Nope. So we put in all new docks. Uh, we actually built them ourselves. Uh, Brian has a uh, aluminum welder. So we researched and we built our own docks and they stay in there permanently throughout the winter. And yeah, they're solid commercial aluminum docks and uh, yeah, they're, they're brand spanking new. And we have uh, 50 feet of shore dock as well. That, so people can sit there with chairs and coolers and whatever else. Beautiful view. And normally across the street, there's a, or like across the river, there's a restaurant there and they have live bands and stuff in the summer. So you can sit right on the dock. Oh, dogs. that's an incredible yeah. spot then. Yeah. 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 They can walk across too and go for like a beer or lunch or supper at a nice fancy restaurant. There's a little convenience and ice cream. Like it's a perfect area. Yeah. That's what I want for my boat slip, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, like, and, uh, um, you know, that, like, that's just like a value add, like you already had the land there. Right. And so it just, it just, complimented it's like you know you're always especially with multifamily, right you can uh 
you know, increase your uh, operating income. And then, net, you know, that goes right to your net operating income at the bottom. And then, you know, that makes your val property more valuable. Have exactly. uh, Now that you have like done this for a while and you've seen it, have it on your books um, as a big value add, is there an intention to read? No, you have a vendor take back in. You don't need to refi. <laughs> I'm, so so, I'm always in refi <laughs> mode, like build the value, refinance the property, strip it out, do it again. <laughs> That's so, <my> thing. <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned that. This one had a three year vendor take back. So it's coming do this July. So yes, we're actually in the process of refining right now. Um, so now we're showing all the value with the docks and nine units. We we're all at market rents. So, I mean, we have a huge uh, opportunity there. Our appraisal came back way higher than what we bought it for. Um, so yeah, no, we're in talks right now to do a, a refi. So yeah. <laughs> do they create, do they, uh, count like, you know, uh, dock income the same way as just, uh, you know, renting a suite, like the same, same or they have it a different way of doing it. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they did. They took our, they wanted it. So we had to provide all like our written agreements um, for all the people that were renting our doc slips. So they did include that. Yes. In their underwriting. Yeah. Um, they, they wanted to make sure that obviously we had no gas or pump outs, so like any insurance issues, which we don't, there's no electricity. So it's strictly only um, just people renting out their slips. So no pump outs, no gas, no electricity. And yeah, no, they took the income. They like it. So they said uh, we have a, a separate marine policy as well. So we have, we're fully insured on it. Um, we had all the permits from Parks Canada. So yeah, no, they're good to take the uh, the income from the docks. And um, price-wise, how do they compare to like putting your boat in a marina? Um, We're about the same, to be honest. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Because I, I think it's our location. Yeah, your location's sweet. So it's, it's a lot smaller than a large size marina. So there's parking. Um, you got the dock to sit on on the shore. Yeah, you can see the restaurants right there. You can listen to a live band. And yeah, it's just not hectic, busy. Like it's in a nice little bay. So it's not uh, windy. It's not uh, wavy there. So it's like a private little quiet bay. So um, we definitely, uh, yeah, very lucky to have that bay. It's nice. That's awesome. So no, I know I love these sort of things. And I really like the idea of getting these businesses that either add value to your current business or complement your your existing business. Like people, I've heard some people talking about like purchasing like HVAC companies because they use HVAC companies all the time. So on <laughs> yes. both sides, right? Um, so uh, you know what's what's the future with this? You you've got uh, a laundry one, your commercial dock, an Airbnb, fix and flip some burrs. What where are you plan on going next? Yeah, so we're in, uh, like I said, we're investing in some courses now. So we're looking to scale into larger multifamily um, in the U.S. We're actually doing like a course boots on the ground in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, coming up in June. Um, so, yeah, we're just looking to scale into larger multifamily, whether North America, some Airbnbs. And we're still looking at like self-storage, uh, laundromats and even car washes. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those seem to be more passive than the real estate for sure, as you know, dealing with tenants and everything. And yeah, uh, yeah so it's just uh, it, it's a different kind of uh, <laughs> of work. But uh, sometimes, yeah, there's no landlord and tenant board or nothing like that. So, um, awesome. yeah, so that's kind of what we're, uh, what we're looking to scale to. I love it. Um, Trevor, if people wanted to get a hold of you or track you down, uh, how'd they do so? Yeah. So, uh, I'm on, uh, all the socials pretty much. So Facebook, uh, under Trevor G Strickland, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you can email me at Trevor at csinvestments.ca. And, uh, you can also visit that website, our business, which is csinvestments.ca. Awesome. I love it. Uh, this is, a, this is exciting stuff. I'm fired up. I'm gonna oh, go good. buy a marina or some boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we <laughs> go. Laundromat. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, I think it. Uh, there, I think there's a lot of potential here.
I love yeah, it. and that's how we, uh, I don't know, I think we're just, we just want to try everything, right? Just see, hey, what works for us? What can we do with these businesses and where can we take them to? And I think, yeah, we're not afraid. We're just uh, jumping right in, so. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show, Trevor. I, I, You definitely added value to me and I'm sure you added value to a lot of people listening to this. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. This has been great.